It's time for the movie raid, and tonight's victim is actress Jules Teresa is currently in Friday the 13th Vengeance. Hello. Hey, Mike. Thanks for having me on the show. So is this your first actual big production compared to your past projects? Um, for me personally, yeah, this is probably one of the biggest projects that I've been a part of. Um, I've got a lot of hats in this film. I'm actually a producer. I'm an actress. I do the marketing and the script supervisor, newly appointed. So this is a really, really big deal for me. Um, I'm super passionate about it. And like I said, yeah, this is definitely the biggest project I've been a part of in so many aspects. So I'm really stoked and really looking forward to it. It's going to be a great film. Now, having that you mentioned that you do all these things, like the script su supervisors, are these things that kind of burn you out the most? I mean, is the acting pretty much what really drives you to do this? Um, well, the biggest driving factor, yes, I would say the acting part of it is super exciting. I'm really driven about that because of maybe probably because of the character that I've like, my character's name is Deputy Alice Brooker, named after Allison from the first movie, The First Final Girl, and Brooker after Richard Brooker, who played Jason in Friday the 13th Part 3, who uh, passed away, so my character's kind of an atonement to him, but also she's a deputy, and you know, being a military and being a military police officer, I have a lot of drive in that field of my professional aspect, so acting out a character who's like that is a big drive for me, but also, more than anything, marketing for my my master's degree is in, so I love marketing. It's, it's my passion, it's my drive, so those are two of the biggest parts of it that mean the most to me in regards to um, what drives me in this film. Have you done part of the marketing for this film as well, or are you just pretty much uh, just straight up promoting it? I've done a lot of marketing. Um, myself and Peter Anthony, we make a good team. We've been promoting the film together. We do social media postings. Um, we've done a couple contests and stuff like that, so we try to keep it fun. In the beginning, when we both came on board, we came up with a lot of cool, fun contest that really raised the hype and now that we're getting close to filming Peter and I are always coming up with creative ways to keep the hype going so yeah, we've been part of the marketing team for a while now and um we love seeing all this positive results. We've noticed, like, we'll post certain pictures and get people hyped. We're starting to post some behind-the-scenes photos. People really seem to like, and it gets us excited to see people excited about our production. You think some of these independent films, I think that's where the biggest problem is, like, trying to get it marketed out there. Aside from trying to get distributed, trying to get the money for it, but it can be pretty difficult just promoting it. I mean, there's, there's a big difference between marketing it and just promoting it. I mean, sure, you can say something about it, but as far as marketing it, trying to get other invested into it I mean trying to get other associates involved within the film trying to get other maybe fans even put money into it and, and so forth right exactly and how I view it is anybody can you know make put together a little photo collage and put up a poster and post it somewhere that's promoting but marketing takes a lot of heart and a lot of time and you really have to believe in stuff that you're marketing so like I said um, going back to the poster thing Anybody knows how to work even a typewriter or Microsoft Word or whatever system you're working on, oh, come see our film. It's going to be at this theater at the same time. Woohoo. We're promoting. But when you're marketing something, if you don't believe in it, you're not going to succeed. And that's one thing I've learned, you know, through my college classes and just through peers from other jobs I've had in marketing. So you really, really, really have to believe in something if you want it to work, you know. Not exaggerating all my great leaders who have said this, but anything's possible if you do believe it. So you got to believe in yourself, you got to believe in your film, you got to believe in your peers. So that's what really, really drives a good marketing campaign. You know, we're going to be at New Jersey HorrorCon coming up in March, and I'm really looking forward to that. We're going to be there marketing our film, and we've got a great group of cast members that are flying out on their own dime just to be there because we believe in this film. And when hopefully when people see 
that that we're truly passionate about it, and it's going to go over so well. How far is the process on this? I know it's it's starting to get uh, into filming, but I noticed that the, the cast is just keep, keep growing and growing and growing, like, every week. <laughs> we do have our cast growing. So this past weekend, all the producers, we got together, and we did a script overhaul from Nick Strong. I know you've had on your show before, Nightmare on Elm Street, a really great guy. We did a complete script overhaul with him. We threw in our Kickstarter characters into the script, so all our people who bought packages in the Kickstarter, now they have established characters, so... The cast is growing constantly. We've got some great cast members. So as far as the process goes, we do have a couple things filmed. We were in November, we were actually, myself, Jason Brooks, and Dustin Muncier from our director of photography, where we were in Florida filming with Steve Dash, you know, before he unfortunately passed away. But yeah, so we do have some footage done. We're getting ready to ramp up some filming again. So that's going to start, we're going to kick up production actual physical production again in March, so super excited for it. We're just getting all our final cast announcements out there and a couple of hundred scenes photos. Sean Lucius and his company are building our set right now, and they're doing a phenomenal job. Like, I don't know if you've seen the photos, but people can see them on our Facebook page. It's coming together so nicely, so hopefully fans will appreciate the look we're going for. It's, it's going to be it's gonna be fantastic. We've got some great A-list people here helping us out and coming together, so we've really become a family, and I'm not just saying that. I know people say that about their film sets, but I truly, truly believe, like, this is a family. We're so connected, and I really, really love it. So process is coming along, and that's because of all the great people we have working together. Yeah, and, and that's also kind of rare, too, because you're having actors. Everybody who's anybody within this project is doing their part within the production, within the marketing, within the building. Everybody's everybody. It's not just actors and film crew. It's not a separate thing. You guys are all working together and I think that that lacks in a lot of these independent films I mean I understand it's a they want to get the film out they want to do this and this it's not just you know foreign investors into this film I mean you guys are actually working together on this not just with the parts and other everything else with it oh yeah and that goes beyond what's going on with production like this cast is um fantastic so like all of us playing in the sheriff's department for the film we have our own little group chat we talk about some fun stuff in there and we talk about production and things we think are going to make the film better and then again i've talked to a lot of the actors and actresses we all really have come together because again like i said before if you don't believe in something you're not going to achieve it and it's not going to succeed and there's not been a single cast member that hasn't been excited or hyped or said how much they believe in this and we have a lot of fans on our fan page talking about the camaraderie that they see between the cast members like people will see like jason posting something on the facebook page and then i'll respond with something fun to jason and then like another cast member will say something and people will say wow this is a really tight-knit cast they're really going to make this work they really care about this film but just like you said whether you're jeremy brown the director or you know you're one of the kickstarter extras you know you're part of a family and that's what's really going to make this film come together i mean we're all in this together when we are we're all stuck together it's fantastic just like you said one question we were wondering is are people going to say this the mini teaser is too short for a kickstarter launch and we all talked about that we're like is this too short is it going to go over well people are going to see this clip and what are they going to think and it actually got a very positive response. Jeremy Brown and Dustin Montia for the ones that picked the music for it, and their vision was, what would Jason's mother probably be listening to, you know, that would make him come out of that lake? So the reason why the song is The World on Fire, which is what they have on there, is because, oh, this song is supposed to represent, oh, if Jason were home, because, you know, Jason was raised by his mother, he'd probably be listening to something like this on the radio. And so there comes Jason out of the lake, and it cuts to, 
through the black, then all of a sudden you see Jason there lifting this gigantic boulder and people screaming, the gore sound and stuff like that. People were so excited just to see Jason Brooks just standing there like, hey, Jason's back. We had a very successful Kickstarter campaign. We met our goal in, I think, half the time, which was overwhelmingly amazing. Our fans have been so fantastic, whether it's a $10 perk or $500 perk, whatever perk they got, oh my god, we are so blown away and so incredibly touched and there are many people who said fan films are going to fail but that was just, and hearing that, you know, it was in the back of our minds and that, that, that was hurtful. We beat the odds and our fans came through and we are, with the day that Jason Brooks told me we hit our goal I almost cried because I was so excited because it's like, alright we hit our goal, now what's next? So next step, um, something with Steve Dash is what we went to next. So and Steve was so excited when we told him we had our Kickstarter goal because he was all about Banner's Children's Hospital and about this film succeeding. Yeah, it's been it's been overwhelmingly amazing. We could not be more thankful to all of our all the fans out there. They've been so Friday Thirteenth fans in general, not just Vengeance fans. But Friday Thirteenth, as you know, is a very close knit community. So we are so grateful to everybody for believing in us. With your part in this film, playing as an authority type of role, especially when, when you have experience within this type of like law enforcement or military background, how do you focus on the role without making it seem protocol from what you used to be in the service? Alan, Jeffy Booker, when I spoke to Mike Meese, who wrote the script and created the character, I asked him, like, that was the very first question I asked him before I went to filming with Steve. I asked him, like, how do you see Alice? How do you see W. Booker? How is she portrayed in your mind? And she, he said that she'd be do good by the book, do what she's told, whatever the sheriff puts out, you have to follow it. And, I'm, and I was like, okay, what about her personality? What is she like? And he's like, she's just, you know, very straightforward to the point. And I'm like, okay. And me, in regards to the military, you know, I'm a captain now, so I do have to go by the book. So there are some differences between Alice and how my character is, I mean, who I am when I put a military uniform on. But, like, how I differentiate, I'm a military police officer. I'm not an actual police officer, so that's a bit different. Being in the military and being a real police officer a little bit different. So, and she's a deputy, too. When I'm thinking of what Alex would do, I would talk to Steve Dash about it. And I even asked Steve Dash, and I was upset with him. I'm like, how do you think Deputy Brooker would be? And he's just like, do you. Alex and I have very similar personality traits, but like I said to you before, military police officer and deputies are a bit different. Military, you know, there's guidelines that I have to follow. With Alice, you know, being a deputy, it's all situational dependent. All these murders are happening again. How is she going to handle it? Is she going to do the right thing, or is she going to try to cover it up like the cops and past routes are doing films I've been doing? She's trying to do the right thing, and it's not that I don't do the right thing in the military all the time, but in the military, you know, I, there's, there's no boundaries. I have to do everything. But Alice, she's kind of just like, oh, what do I do? What do I do? I'm unsure. Do I listen to the sheriff? Do I follow my heart? Do I do this? Alice is a bit unsure of herself. Can't afford to uh, portray that character just because, you know, she's, gonna, she's a lot of fun. I can't think too much about um, what she does. She's going to be a lot of fun to play for sure. And one thing you're going to notice about my character, Deputy Brooker, is when I have a military uniform on, you know, I got to be like, not almost robotic, but I got to be like, I guess you could say kind of robotic, like here's the orders I'm going to follow them with Alice. She does have a heart and she does have feelings. She does have some characteristics about her that aren't, you know, stone cold deputies. She's got a lot going on in her mind with the conflict of everything that's going on. You know, as you read in our synopsis from our Kickstarter, it talks about all the grizzly murders. Alice knows that she's got to do her duties at the same time. She's 
she, she's a little she's a little nervous and scared about what's going on. I mean, who wouldn't be if there's a, a supposed uh, six foot five gigantic uh, killer walking through the woods when little Alice is only uh, five foot three running through the woods trying to um, make things happen? So yeah. It's, she does have some character. She does have a couple of letters to her, which I'm looking forward to portraying. I love my character. She's great. Now, do you feel like this character is a more advanced for you compared to any other role that you've ever performed? I do because she's my biggest speaking role for sure in a film. Growing up, I was in high school and college. You know, I was involved in theater, and you know, there were times when I would audition for a role and I wouldn't get it. And you know, I would get down, and even if it was just a small part, it was it was hurtful. So it took me a little bit to get into the world of acting. And then one day we were doing a play Scrooge, and they were like, "Oh, um, you have good movements. You want to be the Ghost of Christmas? You have to come." And you don't have any lines. The ghost of Christmas to come. You just pretty much walk around the point and stuff like that. It's very method character. I started doing that, and then I auditioned for it was Greece, and I played Rizzo, so that was fun. And then I kind of just from there finally found my bliss and started getting more involved in these acting roles in theater. But my brother is a film major, and he does a lot of film projects. And the one day he was like, "Hey, Jules, I need somebody to pretend to be a waitress. Can you do that?" And I'm like, "Yeah, sure." So I started getting comfortable in front of the camera like that, you know, just being a waitress in the background, taking words and stuff like that. And then small, minor things, maybe a, a line or two here or there. But then it got to the point where my brother started, you know, for a senior thesis. He's like, okay, I need to do a really intense film. How do you feel about going through a window? And I'm like, I'm sorry? <laughs> and he's like, how do you feel about going through a window? I'm like, okay, um... Sure, I mean, I did Taekwondo I'm in the Army, I guess I can give it a go. So, and it was candy glass, and it was a lot of fun. That was my first real stunt, was um, going through a window. And then from then on, his friends would say, okay, if Jules is willing to uh, go through that, maybe we could have her double for a fight scene. So, I kind of put the acting stuff on hold and got more involved in stunts because, you know, it was more physical. I got to, I spent 12 years doing Taekwondo. I got to finally, like, exercise that, you know, and it was, it was great. So, Alice is definitely my biggest seeking role in regards to a film which is very different from theater I love it I love the script all of her lines are great yes she's my biggest so far and I'm really really looking forward to it. doing a job with her I'm so excited and it's gonna be so fantastic now with vengeance uh, what do you think the audience is gonna be more attentive to the roles or the storyline absolutely the storyline just because this is part sex Jason lives was a big hit with everybody you know Tom McLaughlin did a phenomenal job with that script and not just the script but just the little hints you know that James Bond saw open that Cesar Graham keeps talking about and all the other little hints and the, the army duty uh, duty belt that Cesar was wearing everybody talks about part six and it's a favorite our film's taking place 30 years after part six so it's like what happened to Tommy Jarvis what happened to Jason? You know, he was left at the bottom of the lake. Where'd Tommy go? What happened to him and Megan get married? Like, all these kinds of questions. And who who the heck is Elias Voorhees? You know, unless you read the comics, you probably don't know who Elias is. Elias Jason's father. I think a bit of both. I think people are going to be very attentive to the Elias character, because not just because CJ Graham's playing him, but because he's an unknown entity in the Fredericks universe universe with so many people. So I think that's a character people are absolutely paying attention to. I think people are absolutely going to be paying attention to Kelly, who plays Angelica in the film, Tommy Sauter. I think people are going to be paying attention to Steve Dash, who plays Sheriff Riolati. And again, not just because of Steve Dash, but the way that character is written in the film is it's a great add to the 
story. But more than anything, I definitely do think the story is going to be, and the, big, the biggest part of that being because it's after Jason lives, where did everybody go? So, And we're, we're very honored and happy to be in my question. And Tom McLaughlin's our um, story consultant. He had a big part, and it's going to be it's going to be a great story. Yeah, and I absolutely love Jason lives. That is my favorite out of the whole series. Uh, <laughs> Mine too. It, it, Mine too, It's, it's sure. fantastic. Dude, I mean, I, I love, I mean, even the behavior is slightly different on this one. I mean, I can go on with this film, but I'll just say that I love the way it's portrayed in this one because it's a little bit of a breather compared to all the other ones. It's not really straightforward, so to speak, from all the past ones. Like I said, this is more focused on Tommy Jarvis. Like, now he, he's he's so psychologically messed up and he, he wants revenge. And, well, he, we all see what happened there. He pretty much, he, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so, I mean... He messed up. <laughs> yeah, he messed up, and they did a fantastic job with the makeup work. I mean, oh, it's it's great. I love the way Jason Voorhees looks in this film. It's fantastic, and it, with Vengeance, that's that's another big thing. Detail is a impor- incredibly uh, important. They've actually, from what I've seen, it definitely looks really good. Jason looks just like what he is. I mean, he's decayed. He's got uh, these bullet wounds that on his skin. Like, it looks like he, this guy, guy has been in through, like, a million battles. Oh, yeah. And uh, Jason Brooks is fantastic. He's a fantastic uh, Jason, you know. I watched him do um, an interview with Steve Dash when we were in Florida, and I watched his interview with CJ Graham, and it was, like, almost these two guys were passing the torch onto Jason. And Jason Brooks, you know, six foot five, really tall guy. He's really all about this character. He's very attentive to the detail. He's watched all the Friday Night Team films. He's watched some behind the scenes footage. He's really dedicated to making this character, you know, what it is. He he weathered the Jason costume. He's he's very, very attentive detail and i think we all know that going into this people are going to be looking at jason saying how does jason look now and all these things so i mean we know people are going to be paying attention to stuff like that like you said the little details so we're really making sure um we know people are going to be looking at vengeance and you know watching us looking for those details looking to see how we carry on this story that tom mclaughlin laid out so beautifully so we know we know that people are going to be looking at that and um i have full faith in my team and especially jason Brooks jason he's he's going to kill it he's going to do an amazing job we have actual fan questions, believe it or not. Okay. Okay. So, we, first one is by Kimberly Ryan. It says, who are you looking forward to working with the most in Friday the 13th Vengeance? Who am I looking forward to working with the most in Friday the 13th Vengeance? Well, I already worked with Steve Dash, and that was fantastic. But I guess who am I looking forward to with the most? I would have to say for sure Sanaya Lucif. I'm looking forward to looking to working with her. She's definitely an up and coming great actress, so I'm looking forward to working with her. And also uh, looking forward to working with my partner Ray Hopper, who's Deputy Tucker in the film. Ray's really great, great, great guy, great actor. So yeah, definitely looking forward to working with him. We have some great scenes together that are gonna <laughs> gonna be quite fantastic. And yeah, Sanaya. So Ray and Sanaya, they're both gonna be so great, and it's gonna be a great time on set. So I would say this too. Now uh, you did mention a little bit about Steve. Dash a little bit earlier, uh, but Kimberly also asks, you got to be in the scene where Friday legend Steve Dash, what was it like? Uh, do you have any onset stories? So the first part of that question, Kim, is it was very empowering and very rewarding to be working on set with Steve Dash. You know, this is his last film and I was the last person to work with him on screen and it was just very empowering. I was extremely nervous and I think he knew that and I've seen him at conventions and I've seen his panels and I've seen how, you know, like rough and like um, witty he can be with people. But in that moment when I was on set with him, he had this like almost positive look to his face and he just like, Jules, you got this. 
you're a military police officer in real life. Don't be nervous. We're just having a conversation, you know. And he really walked me through it. We rehearsed the lines a couple times before we actually shot it. And it was just once we were done filming, listening to him, I was like, wow, I was just in a scene with Steve Dash, the first adult Jason. As far as the stories on Seco, we filmed it two different sher- uh, sheriff's departments while we were in Florida. We filmed at the Green Cove Police Department and we filmed at the Baker County Sheriff's Office. <laughs> and um, there was one time in particular uh, we were on the set with the sheriff and we were all taking a break and stuff like that. And Steve being Steve, he's like, I want to go to the bathroom. So he goes into the bathroom and uh, I guess he didn't lock the door. So the sheriff came in to check and see how we were doing. And he's like, all right. So he went to go to the bathroom and he went to open the door and I guess Steve didn't lock the door. And Jason's like, Jason Brooks was on stage, like, will we? And then, like, the sheriff opened the door. He got this look on his face, slammed the door shut, and literally ran out of the office. And, like, 10 seconds later, Steve comes walking in the bathroom. He's like, oh, well, I guess I forgot to lock the bathroom door. And he just walked by the desk and was just, like, acting like nothing happened. But then also, there's a scene where I was filming with Steve. And as I was exiting the set, like, kind of running away from Steve, I tripped over the lighting wires. And it was the whole classiest moment of my life. And Steve starts laughing. He's like, are you all right? I'm like, yeah, I'm good. He's like, all right, I can start laughing again. And then he started laughing again. So it was a great on-set camaraderie. Yeah. I, I had a phenomenal time with Steve, and I wouldn't take that back or trade that for anything. It was just so rewarding. And we got to stay at Steve's house, um, me, Jason, and Dustin. And it, it was it was so it was so great. It was a great time. He treated us like family. We had dinner with him and lunch. We filmed a scene at my aunt's house in Florida, and it was just it was so great. Really, really re- rewarding experience overall working with Steve. And this one is from Alexi Angelino. And uh, since uh, you have a history of playing cosplay, she said. What's your favorite character to cosplay? Oh, man. Well, first of all, Alexi is fantastic. Uh, her and Sean are both fantastic. They've both dedicated so much to this film, so I want to take a second to thank them for that. They're, they're great people, um, her and Sean. As far as my favorite cosplay character, well, <laughs> I've got over 50 costumes, so I'll, get, I'll give her my top three. So my first favorite to cosplay would be... Um, my hawk girl, you know, from the DC comics, because I wear these big wings, and it's so much fun, you know. Little kids really love, love seeing the wings, and they want to come up and touch the wings and stuff like that, which my dad and I made. They're five feet um, on either side, so I have, like, a ten-foot wingspan, so it's very hard walking through a convention floor <laughs> with the sun, but it's so worth it when the kids like it. I would say my second favorite is probably my Ghost Rider, Tender Bend Ghost Rider cosplay, because the makeup and all that stuff, I think it's a lot of fun. It takes a lot to put together, but I love it. And my third favorite, it's really a tie between Elsa from Frozen, because that's what I wear when I go visit kids in the hospital, from Hospital Philadelphia over here, and my Harley Quinn. And the reason why I love my Harley Quinn so much is just because she's just kind of nuts, and I can just run around and just say and do whatever, just as Harley, and people are just like, oh, you know, just, she's Harley Quinn. She's a Harley Quinn cosplayer. So yeah, those are my top three, but I guess if I had to pick one, Hawk Girl would be my overall number one favorite, just because, you know, the wings, and I get to carry around a little uh, sword, and it, it, it's great. So I love um, I love cosplaying Hawk Girl. She, she's a lot of fun. She's a very serious character, but the costume build itself is fantastic. Go ahead and plug in anything that you want to plug in, any websites, any release dates, and so forth and so forth. So, Vengeance is 
going to be released at the end of May, early June um, 2019, so in a couple months for sure. Also, so check out our F-13 Vengeance fan page for sure. We're going to be posting a lot of updates up there. Also, check out His Name Was Jason, a Friday 13 fan film. That's another film I've been casted in. I play the waitress in that film, the town waitress, so that's a good one. But yeah, if anybody wants to follow me on social media, my social media is Jules underscore Hawken, H-A-W-K-I-N. Occasionally, if you're looking for a good food recipe, I'll post some food recipes in my stories because, you know, who doesn't love some yummy food recipes on a snowy, snowy day like we're going to have in Philly uh, all next week. So I'll probably be posting a lot of uh, food recipes if anyone wants to check those out. Well, you imagine after Vengeance, you make pizza? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I um, I should come up with a Vengeance-themed pizza. Now I'm, that's going to be my thing. I'm going to come up with a Vengeance-themed pizza. It's going to be great. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, Jason Brooks, you're going to stay off of it because we know that I can see this guy could eat, like, a truck, probably. <laughs> yeah, that was the thing when we were in Florida. Steve Dash kept joking with us about it. He kept making fun of me and Jason because Jason and I kept eating, like, all the steaks and all the chicken because uh, Jason's six for five, which, you know, he needs that food. But I'm, try- I'm training for being a bodybuilder, you know, so, like, I do a lot of intense workouts, so I eat pretty much anything and everything and all of it. And then Dustin wasn't eating a whole lot, so Steve's like, I don't understand what's, how is this like a thing? And we're like, eh, it's just, you know, <laughs> he, he was making fun of us for our eating habits and it was funny because he was easily entertained and I'm glad we could entertain him with our eating habits for sure. So, yeah. But yeah, Vengeance Pizza. I gotta go with the Vengeance Team Pizza now. This could be my task this week. Yes, do it, do it. Here you have it, everybody. That is actress Jules Teresa. Bye, guys. Thank you, Mike.